2: 18 plus.
0: Descending from atop the highest mountains of pop culture and delivering the knowledge of media you seek, this is the Geek Peak Podcast. Geek Peak Podcast. Descending from atop the highest mountains of pop culture and delivering the knowledge of media you seek. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Geek Peak Podcast. We're going to be doing something a little bit different this week. Instead of doing the news, we're going to follow up on the next episode of The Mandalorian. Make sure you follow us on facebook.com slash Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. And if you haven't heard, we're going to be streaming some games over at twitch.tv slash Pod. We're going to be playing some Cyberpunk 2077 in the coming week, so make sure you come by and check out some of those streams. First of all, I'd like to introduce my
1: co-hosts, Chris Melvin and Trent Sherrod. How are you boys doing today? I'm good, man. It's good to be back. Love talking about Mando, as always. I'm really happy we got an episode dedicated just to Mando. I think that's going to be the format until the end of the season, so looking forward to it.
2: Greetings. Greetings, friends. Like I echo your thoughts, Trent, like you said cool that we're going to be able to dedicate, you know, 15 20 minutes just to talk about the mando episode the week that it comes out. So we'll we'll be uh popping those out a little bit quicker. So I'm excited for that.
0: So, let's talk about our predictions that we had last week first. Nailed it.
1: You're you're a fucking <laughs>
2: fortune teller, Brandon.
0: <laughs> Nailed it.
1: Yeah, your prediction right was Moff Gideon steals Grogu, right? Yeah. That was yeah. I didn't want it to happen because what I didn't want to happen was to have the final episodes of the season focused on getting Grogu back. I wanted more development of Grogu's Jedi powers, where he came from. I wanted more lore heavy episodes. It looks like we're going to get some action packed shit though with Boba Fett. So oh, yeah, I'll say I'm this. fine with that.
2: <clears throat> I'll say this. Uh, I had somebody personally reach out to me and was like, Trent's going to be real unhappy for the next couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, listeners out there, you know, Trent's given some flack to Boba Fett before. And I think this was the episode where he had a uh, a turning point on that. And, and we'll talk about that as we, as we go on. But uh, I was, I was happy to hear. I, I think that they finally brought him up to his legendary reputation.
1: Yeah. Re- Boba Fett has my respect now.
2: Real recognized, real. So they land on tython right and tythos. tythos excuse me so they land there and we we get all of what we want we see this ancient jedi looking temple on the top of this mountain first off we get a nice like the beautiful little mando grogu back and forth of him just saying his name and loving
1: like <laughs> yeah, he's like grogu
2: <laughs>
1: grogu how <so> cute <laughs> he's all i love how he's also just kind of it's a very father son moment. Cause he's like, listen, if we find these people, you're going to have to go with them. You're going to accept that, right? Like you're going to go with them. That's what's best for you. I know you're going to want to stay with me, this, that, and the other. Yep. So, and they give you such a sweet moment with those two. And let me also just say this episode is titled the tragedy. So mm-hmm. when I saw that I was like, fuck, this is going to be really bad because this is what they always do in these episodes. They give you like really sweet moments with characters. And it scares me when they do that, because it's like, they're kind of softening you up before they strike and just gut you. And that kind of happened.
2: It was a very tender moment between the two of them. They, they bring back that ball, the little like throttle knob that Grogu really loves. That was really nice. And, then we get a cool little scene where he's like, "Sorry, kid, but we can't land on the top of the temple." Time for me to use my jetpack and do some badass yeah. flying. He's like, "We're gonna roll the windows down." I think is what he says.
1: Yeah, that was mm-hmm. that was an awesome part, and just seeing him fly and Grogu like, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. So the, the episode starts out on a really light note. They they get to the top of the temple they go up to what the seeing it's the seer stone. And I think it was interesting. They had the whole scene with Mando scanning everything. He's like, okay, where are the wires that made this? Thing yeah. Work? Where's the button?
0: What do I have to press to activate this? He's so this, this out thing? of his depth, bro. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like he's such a badass trained killer, but he has no idea what's happening right now.
1: I love how he's like trying to tell Grogu, okay, like I brought you here. They said that you're supposed to know what to do now. And Grogu is just looking at the butterflies. Yeah. Like, oh, Another I'm cute hungry. Maybe Grogu moment, him playing with the butterflies. Quick thing that I um, read before we get on here. Apparently, that might be like an allusion to a connection with Vader, because in like the Star Wars Legends series, or maybe it's one of the comic book series, there is uh, a time when, when Vader is at a similar time Temple, and he's meditating, and there's blue butterflies flying all around him. And it, in that comic, I guess it was supposed to symbolize his, however slight, the pull back to the light side that he's kind of always endured throughout him being Vader. So maybe that is a little bit of a connection there. Maybe it's not with Dave Fioloni. I feel like everything is a connection to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would not <laughs> be surprised yeah. at all.
2: Yeah, so I I think it's uh we get a lot of like new stuff in this episode. For example, we get um we get our first real show of Boba Fett in action. We also get this Jedi whoa, Force whoa. field.
0: Say we'll get to the boba fett stuff no yeah spoilers but, right away <laughs> but
2: what, uh but what i was talking about specifically is the force field that, that grogu puts up when he uh activates the seeing stone or whatever
0: yeah when he starts to reach out through the force and mando can't even get to him he, he tries to pull him off because he he's see- so let's just get right to this part yeah slave one comes rolling in yeah. oh, oh baby when we're I saw out. Slave 1 roll up, I was like, oh, God, it's it's happening. It's Boba Fett time. Let's fucking go.
1: That shivered my jimmies. I was watching this. I watched it on Friday, and then my parents came into town on Saturday, and they were out shopping, and uh, it was just me, Samantha, and my sister, Hannah, at the house. And I was like, oh, have you seen Mando yet? And she said no, so we watched it. And Slave 1 appears, and she's like, wait, is that Jango Fett's ship? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> you sweet summer child. She's seen all the movies. She loves Star Wars, but her intro to Star Wars was the prequels. So I heard that
2: wrong. It is Jango's ship. Yeah. To her,
1: that's a Django ship. Like, you know what I mean? And oh, I was I'm like, ah, right. oh, I'm so proud and disappointed at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I love
2: that so yeah slave one comes in obviously we all got hyped when that came on it was just like oh shit and the, yep. the little music number that they have for django in this episode is sick like the, the very mama. minimalistic like didgeridoo noise it's really cool um very tribal And then uh, at that point, like you said, Brandon, you've got Mando who's trying to get through the force field and it shoots him back. Now, my one critique of this episode is his dialogue is really, really stupid in this episode. <laughs> Come on, kid. We got to go. <laughs> Snap out of
0: it. Hey, kid. Come on. Let's go. Like, I mean, he says that He's like- just hes just trying to look out for him and be like, hey, listen, quit whatever Jedi mind stuff you're doing. There's people
1: here that are attacking us. You know, we're still on the run, right? I didn't think that was as weird as him saying, okay, I'm going to go protect you. That was the ones where I was like, yes, do we really need that exposition? I mean, clearly that's what's happening.
2: Mm -hmm. It's like in general, some of his dialogue in this episode was a little cringy. I, I like, I love the episode. Don't get me wrong. This is probably my second or third favorite of the season. And one of my top of the entire show, but I was cringing a little bit at his dialogue. I'm like, come on, Pedro Pascal. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to hear. It. Like, you're not a bad actor. Why did Why do you make me think you're a bad actor? I right know. <laughs> Anyways, fast forward past my critique. Um, so Mando goes down to meet Boba, and shit gets real here. I love I love the threat that he leaves hanging. He's like, "There's a sharpshooter on you." and mando's like oh well my best car will fuck you up and i'll put both you down as soon as i see where the sniper is he's like well it's not aimed at you (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love that little switcher it's like boba holds all the power there and even even with his shiny armor mando's been outplayed and then we get
0: we get get the reveal that uh fennec shand survived the last encounter when uh when mando went to go help The bounty hunter that was trying to move up through the ranks and be accepted into the guild so that was uh (laughs) kind of a surprise for me but you have the sharpshooter up there aiming her rifle at grogu in an attempt to convince mando to give boba fett back
1: his ancestral beskar armor also whenever she reveals how she was saved by boba i mean another callback to the original trilogy where she's literally like made up of actual robotics in her stomach yeah mm-hmm. yep. which i doubt they're gonna get into this but how does that work like can she eat anymore what what is going on there? <laughs> when she pooped,
2: she drops like bolts yeah. and stuff
1: <laughs>
2: sorry anyways sorry about <laughs> that image in your for that. <laughs> So I like that she came back. I thought she was pretty cool, and she does some badassery in this episode, For which sure. we'll which we'll touch on momentarily. But I like that she's she owes him like a life debt too. Yeah, kind
1: of cool. I'm curious to hear your opinion. So whenever, because um, Bobo specifically says that that armor that you got from Cobb Vanth on Tatooine, I want it. It's mine. Why? I have my own theories, but why do you think that he just didn't get the armor from Cobb Vanth himself? That's a good question. I haven't really thought about it too much, if I'm being honest. So I've, I've thought of kind of two things. The number one thing I thought of is what if Cobb Vanth was the one that rescued him out of the, mm. out of the, um the, Oh my God, the Sarlacc pit. Yeah. Sarlacc pit. And then maybe <clears throat> that was his payment to him. So he thought Cobb Vanth rightfully owned the best car or Number two, has he been on Tatooine this whole time? Maybe he's just getting back to Tatooine and realizing and that Cobb Vanth has that armor and he doesn't think that he can take it from him. I don't know. It, I think the, um, the first thing I thought of it was like, this is fucking Boba Fett. Why didn't he just take that shit from Cobb Vanth?
0: I think it's totally possible that he didn't know where his armor was, that it was in the possession of Cobb Vanth, but was kind of informed about it once the whole crate dragon issue was going on because he's there seen in that episode like overlooking what had just happened and he may have figured it out at that point interesting
2: yeah it could just be it'll be interesting to see how they explain that honestly i'm I'm curious to that as well because like you said we boba is more than capable of taking because that
0: on band. say that he got the armor originally from jawas is that is yeah, that he what took it from. The
1: mirror, oh shit! So my theory's wrong. Yeah, yeah and if he's if he's telling the truth, then yeah, he got it from Jawas. So he wouldn't have been the one to rescue. Maybe he just yeah. didn't know huh. where it
0: was. So maybe Boba Fett just didn't know where his armor was until he heard word of the crate dragon being taken care of, and. Uh, Maybe he was there in the background the entire time when they were fighting it and noticed his armor. It's got to be that or Cobb
1: Vanth. It's it's either that or Cobb Vanth is way more badass than we originally thought. (laughs) Yeah. It's one of the two. I would love
2: to see him come back and be badass again. But now we get to the best part of the episode, in my opinion. The stormtrooper assault with... uh, Basically, like they have not agreed to their deal And we get a little bit of backstory about Boba Fett and kind of where his family's from, and they flesh that out even further later on in the episode. But I was appreciative that they touch on why Django was not technically a Mandalorian and and kind of how he's still tied Mm -hmm. to the culture. I thought that was a cool mythos building they did. But
1: when they realized that the Empire or... Are they the Empire? They're not. They the there's no order? indication that the or first they... order at this point they've referenced. their Multiple characters have referred to them as Empire, specifically yeah. uh, Boba. So.
2: Okay. So when they, when they start landing, basically all bets are off. Mando drops his, you can't have this armor unless you prove to me you're a Mandalorian Sh- shtick real quick. And then. Uh, they kick right into action. So he runs back up. Okay, another another continuity issue that I had throughout the episode that just kind of made it like it was just like a minor detail, but didn't make sense. Is why did he never go back and get his
1: jetpack? I love that you I brought that up thing. because <laughs> my first, yeah, my first question is why why did Boba say drop the jetpack instead mm-hmm. of drop your weapon? Like that that to me was just them kind of you know, <laughs> cre- like th- to me that was them solving the problem of okay boba fett's not able to jet back and forth to grogu they're like okay we have to make it realistic to where he can't get back and forth so how are we going to do this so for some reason you mean mean mando can't jet right that's what i meant yeah mando can't jet back and forth to grogu so to me that was just a plot device to take the jetpack out of commission yeah i wasn't too and thrilled it personally with it. either yeah i wasn't too thrilled with that it makes sense why he didn't go back for it because it's like you can't at that point whenever all the fighting's going on you can't go back and get your jetpack you because he's going back yeah. and forth between grogu but i just didn't understand why boba said like, drop the jetpack.
2: <laughs> yeah well like when that when that played out like he could just put it back on and then jetpacked up to the child immediately and it seems like kind of a ra- plot ra- device Whatever. to make to I mean, so can get- have
0: ease of access back and forth between the the fight and being at
2: Grogu's side.
1: That's exactly what it was. Yeah,
2: true. Well, moving past that small issue that I I took with it, we got the stormtrooper assault. So that that landing ship, that troop transport lands, and it's like fucking <laughs> Normandy on D Day. They literally come out, and that sniper, yeah. what's her name, Fennec Shand, she is literally laying people to rest, left and right, fucking lay out the coffins, because this lady's coming to town, just wipes the floor with them, and then we get our first real badassery from Boba. And now, question for you guys, his stick, is that a gaffy stick from... Forgotten
1: it looks later? like one. So I, uh, went, I went and looked at pictures of the The sand people on Tatooine, and it is the same thing. Like it's it, a f- okay. Gaffy, yeah, it, I thought. Yes. So. I thought yeah. so. so. That's what he's using, dude. Well, I like the way
0: that he wields it more than the Tusken Raiders because he's literally <laughs> just crushing stormtrooper helmets left
2: and right we also with ease. Don't get a bunch of. <laughs> it would have been kind of cool if he started his fight with that. It's like oh I learned God. this role cry from the sad people. <laughs> but yeah, he he crushes some, some stormtroopers with this. He's busting visors on one end, it's got the spike. So at one point, he like spikes through someone's helmet. Mm-hmm. Like he goes hard. And I love this. Plus, like, I don't know if the actor just put on weight or they made like just from getting older, or they intentionally got him like bulked up for this role. But he is thick as hell. Yeah, he's definitely an intimidating force. Yeah, he blisters through the uh, the first squad and they they wipe the floor with that first landing party and I'm like, "Okay, uh, like I think they beat them. Like are they done?" <laughs> and then like another wave of soldiers comes out of the ship. I'm like, "Why didn't you all just come at once?"
1: One thing I wanted to point out that I loved was we got a little throwback to the clone trooper. Not the stormtroopers, but the clone troopers from the Clone Wars because the guy that was launching the mortars had the yellow yeah accents on right, his stormtrooper yeah. outfit. So that shit was cool. I loved that.
0: I like how they've been doing that in season one too when they had the flame trooper come in. He had like the, the red on his uh his outfit. Mm, yep. It's really cool out they're actually like showing you things that you wouldn't really you probably wouldn't know about if you hadn't watched other source material outside of the movies, the cinematic releases but it's like a little wink and a nod to the, the fans. If you know, you know.
2: So he actually had a, a cast of of vari- like there was a good variety of stormtrooper enemies in this one because we get the reveal mm-hmm. at the end, which we'll talk about momentarily. But we also have the mortar guys and we have the heavy laser guy. Trying I'll let you proceed from there before I say anything else. Yeah,
1: I was about to say. So we at this point when the second um like uh, the second set of stormtroopers lands. Uh, on tythos they uh <clears throat> excuse me um boba realizes okay he's not he's still trying to get through the force shield of baby yoda and so he's like all right i'm gonna go down oh there God. and help them
2: bro the amount of times he tried to get through the force shield and failed and <laughs> knocked himself he knocked himself unconscious three times in this episode
0: it was three times well it, only he only was unconscious he was unconscious, except unconscious for only one of yeah. them yeah
2: yeah stop Touching the force field, <laughs> hey,
0: hey, hey, it's dire situations. He's trying to help him. I understand, little
2: but, baby boy, but like it's it just he just made a lot of really bad moves. Like, you got two warriors down holding them off at the landing site, you should probably just keep the high ground and defend the child. But he goes down yep. to fight with them, and it totally he definitely worked. should have hung out in the background
0: at Ruby or Grogu's side, ready to well fight anyone that got past. Well, if
1: Fennec and it- if but he like, didn't, if he, yeah, I mean, that, that would have maybe been the strategic decision, but if he didn't go that down there to help Fenix, she would have died. And so yeah. we basically see him go down there and they're holding off, um, the, the push by the storm And mm-hmm. this is the moment of the episode. Whenever we have the slow pan in from like a, a down shot looking up, and we see Boba in his original armor that he takes out of mm-hmm. uh, Razor Crest. That shit was crazy. Yeah. He goes ape shit on these stormtroopers. My favorite thing, I think Chris has a different favorite one than me. <clears throat> My favorite thing is when he's doing hand to hand combat with one of the stormtroopers, and he punches him in the gut. And then his fist has like some kind of propulsion. Yeah, yeah, Iron man. I and it literally it. blasts him. How about the fucking away.
2: couple, couple quick highlights. I want to touch on the yeah. 360 jump snipe from Phoenix. Shand was fucking awesome. And she jumped off that rock. I was like, yeah. holy shit. This chick is bad ass. And, uh, that was really cool another one that i really liked is when he freaking stone when boba gets the armor and he stone cold stunners some poor form <laughs> trooper death. i'm like that dude just crushed him
0: i would say if you were ever a doubter of boba fett's skill before that should all be laid to waste at this point because he was a total badass in this episode. Was- Anyone that crossed his path was just instantly obliterated. They didn't even stand a chance.
2: You know what I just thought of that we had talked about in some of our previous Star Wars episodes, Brandon? Is I wish before he started, I don't want him to do a Tuscan Raider war cry. I want him to do the Wilhelm scream before he goes.
0: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. When when they eventually kill him <laughs> off, Mando, I want to know. Now um, scream for his we, death.
2: we'll go ahead and talk about. There's a big part of this uh, once once they fight off that second wave and, and uh, Boba just goes ham on those troopers, they actually nuke the Razor Crest. So that is his ship is
1: gone, gone. Yeah, it's gone though. Wait, Chris. Talk about you were gonna talk about the uh the boulder oh, yes. and the yes. laser cannon. That's talk my about favorite that. scene of the
2: the episode. Mad Indiana Jones vibes. <laughs> yes, I, that's exactly <laughs> that's what I thought. My God, it just it looked great, crushing those stormtroopers, man. And I just thought it was a creative way for her to bring down that heavy cannon. You know, like I said, I can't speak highly enough about fennec Shand. I had like little to no expectations of ever seeing that character again and she was nothing but pure badass in this episode and now she's i will
0: never understand why lackeys in all these movies if they see something large coming at them why don't you just get off of the turret that you're on and get the hell out of the way why are you taking the brunt
1: of that giant boulder hitting you in the face or running vertically away from it instead <laughs> of horizontally out of its yeah, do anything. Get out of the way. <laughs> like, why are you just standing
0: there? Bro, that rock truck.
1: They're stormtroopers. They don't make strategic That is
0: true.
2: Decisions. Yeah, I love the, doing that time and time again. I love the one officer who's like, get your ass off the hill and die." Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice little guy's <laughs> right
0: next to him. Like, keep going. Get your ass up there.
2: <laughs> Sir, there's too much fire. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So we see the Razor Crest get blown to smithereens. Fennec says, Bobby, you better get back to your ship. Smart, okay? He wants to get in the ship before they blow his the to smithereens too." And at this point, they see the Dark Troopers boom, boom, get released, mm-hmm. and there, uh, Fennec and Mando are racing up to the top of the temple before the Dark Troopers get there. Now, I talked to Chris about this the first time. He thought there were people in yeah. there. I watched it two times and I can I am almost like 100% positive that these are yeah, droids. I think they're droids too. They're they Iron like droids. Man
2: There was some mad Iron Man vibes in this episode as well. Not to mention John Farbo. Yeah, John Farbo is a director. I don't of even Iron think Man. I said this, but one of the most random awesome parts of the entire episode was when he shot that person with his
1: knee rocket. <laughs> Yeah, the knee rocket was awesome. I, definitely, they got they were so scared of it. They all oh ran away. Oh my wide. god, he's
2: got a knee rocket! <laughs> even his knees deadly. What is happening? I was dying when I watched that. I watched that with a friend. He was facetiming me, my buddy Roxy, and literally when it happened, I was like, "What even just happened? Like, where the fuck did that come from?" So,
0: but yeah, so the dark so, troopers descend, and they uh. As predicted, they they take Grogu back to Moff Gideon in the uh, Imperial ship. And I really like when it shows Boba in Slave 1 go up to try to apprehend. Mm-hmm. And he sees the Imperial starship there. And he's like, oh, shit. Yep. They're back. I, I've, I see it with my own eyes. There's literally an Imperial starship in front of me. This isn't a spice dream. Yeah, I love back. that
2: line. This isn't a spice dream. For those of you who, don't, who are not super hardcore Star Wars fans, spice is their equivalent of like pot no he's saying like i'm not high right now that's a that's a star destroyer yep
1: yeah so i I also liked when mando um when boba's in pursuit and mando tells fennec to call him off he's like don't hurt the child also grogu just looking down on mando as they're taking him away it's heartbreaking that hurts so bad burst
2: into tears like it's okay so as soon as the soldiers retreated after boba kicked their ass emily turned to me and she's like get back to the child and i'm like oh my god i hadn't even thought about that like yeah you're totally right like they just retreated that means they probably have him and then that played out and she was she fell to pieces after that i'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are very upset that baby grogu is in my i mean
0: what fortuitous timing for the empire that the force field would go down right as they're dropping the
1: dark troopers (laughs) Well, I'm also wondering, did, did Moff Gideon, uh, well, he couldn't have known, but I was just like kind of on a tangent thought process here. Did he want Grogu to get more in tune with the force? Mm, maybe it maybe. increases his force abilities whenever they're doing the transfusions. Mm. I don't know. That kind of makes a little bit of sense.
2: Yeah. Very possible. I think those dark troopers, just, just so we don't like gl- gloss over that. Those things are sick. Like, I don't know if he has a lot of those legitimately. I'm not sure who's going to be capable to, like, kill
1: those things. We're definitely going to see their full fighting yeah, capability I, in the next. We didn't see any fighting capability from yeah, them. I'm all. positive they'll have a big role, a
0: big fight scene at some point. If not this season, the next season for sure. We're definitely going to see something out of them, though, because they are super intimidating. They keep referring back to them. This is the second time we've seen them. Uh, we're going to get a big battle with them at some point.
1: So we cut back to the ship and we have Baby Yoda, Grogu, the child, absolutely owning a <laughs> pair of stormtroopers, just literally owning their the souls, horse choking them, which throwing was-
0: them against walls, throwing them against each other. <laughs>
1: I love to see the force choke again because it lends further credence to the theory that he might be, I don't want to say he's going dark side. Like he's not on purpose going dark side, but he's to the point now where he's force choked twice. Mm-hmm. He's used force choke twice. One was against Cara Dune, who was a friend yeah. of Mando just whenever they were arm wrestling. So I think that's foreshadowing. It's gotta be foreshadowing. So too.
2: Yeah. I think, you know, fear leads to the dark side. Grogu is obviously very scared. He's scared of losing Mando. He's scared of being, you know, experimented on, being hurt. And he's also not had, like, anybody in his corner outside of Mando for a very long time. So, it's very possible. I mean, Anakin fell to the dark side even easily. And he was under much less trauma than Grogu. So... I hope we don't see I don't want to see an evil Grogu that'll make me so sad but at the same time like this totally plays into Moff Gideon's plan because he literally tells the troopers not to stop Grogu from choking them because he wants him to use his power and feed on that fear because he wants to apparently wants him to maybe be a Sith at some point that that's kind of what I'm thinking I think Moff Gideon wants to either
0: Use the transfusions to get his metachlorian count up to become a Force wielder. I'm assuming a Sith, or maybe they're going to tie, try to tie it in with like the sequel trilogy and try to explain how the Emperor came back. I don't know. That's still I think that's still open. There's still a lot of story to be told in the Mandalorian before we can get to
2: that point. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of wrap up after the starship, we have um, Mando agreeing to let Boba keep his armor and Boba and Finnick Shand swear their lives to Mando's cause until the child's safe, which is super badass. So we've got a really cool trio riding deep. Then we've got um, Mando heading to Navarro to recruit Cara Dune. uh, And he actually... At first, she's like, I'm not going to be able to help you break out Bill Burr from prison. Migs Mayfield. But yeah, she shows that she's joined the New Republic. Yep. She's the marshal officially. And uh, so she's like, I can't help you. And then he's like, they got Grogu. And she's like, I'm all in.
1: Son of a bitch, I'm in. Yeah, so just to clarify, he's, he's not there to recruit her. He's there to ask if there's anything she can do as part of the New Republic to help break out. Migs Mayfield. Uh, Migs, Migs Mayfield. Yeah. So it was- it's interesting that he wants to break him out. So it, it seems like there's something that he saw in him on their episode where they're breaking out. What was the was it the uh, what was the Um, I'm getting off on a tangent. I was thinking of the name of the alien. It's not an a Secura Akira Twi'lek um, Twi'lek. Was it a Twi'lek? Yeah. They re- rescued the, the Twi'lek's brother who had been captured That was part of that little gang so yeah, for everybody that doesn't quite remember that there's an episode with Bill Burr and Mando and they have like kind of a heist style episode. It's got a lot of horror vibes. Honestly.
0: Yeah. First season. That was, that was my favorite so, episode of the first season when we were talking about, when we went
1: through that whole summary of what happened then. Yeah. So that's, that's who that guy is for anybody that doesn't remember. He was Mando sees something in his ability to help mm-hmm. him. And- Last
2: but not least I I would be remiss if I didn't mention that uh the Beskar spear does res- survive the um destroyed remains mm-hmm. of the Razor Crest. So Mando still does have like that shit got nuked from orbit and his Beskar st- spear is still
1: good to go. I'm like <laughs> right. Jesus. You, know, you know what? You know what else survived? What? The, the knob, knob from oh, the yeah. gear shoot. That is true. The knob survived. Which by the way, <clears> the knob fans <laughs> <laughs> Any of our fans that like Funko Pops, um, there's several uh, Grogu Funko Pops out there right now. Um, I have two of them myself, but they they're releasing another new one where it's Grogu playing with the knob from the gear shift. That's all. Awesome. So I'll be getting that one as well.
2: <laughs> so I do want to I want to throw this out there. So now comes the part. Like we'll do some really brief speculation here. New ship for for Mando. I mm-hmm. have heard a rumor online that they are going to be bringing back the N1 starfighter from Naboo, from uh, the famous. Okay. S- possibly his ship. Like, they, they just have just mentioned that it has been, it's going to be in the show. So they may even go to Naboo, but could oh, Naboo be flying one of those bad boys? Don't you don't- mean
1: like the ship that Anakin flew to destroy that Imperial? Yeah, fleet? the yellow one. Or that separatist fleet. I mean, yes. please don't show me Gungans. Please. Yes. <laughs> give me Gungans. Oh my God. Jar Jar Binks is the. Ma-
2: is the- <laughs> oh my God. Imagine
0: if we get a Jar Jar Binks cameo in The
2: Mandalorian. Oh a my A baby God. Jar. Oh
1: my that God. That would be actually awesome if they like. Actually, no. It would be super It'd old. It'd be an old ass man, Jar Jar the
2: patriarch of an entire
1: family. There'd be like six generations under. <laughs> I would honestly love that if we got a little five second nod to that. I would really I like know, that. That would be awesome.
2: But anyways, um outside of that, so like thoughts for kind of closing out the episode. Concerns. Obviously, I'm scared that Baby Yoda could turn to the dark side. It pissed me off when Gus Fring from Breaking Bad was rubbing the dark saber in Baby Yoda's face. Yeah, I was getting annoyed by that. But outside of that, what do you guys think?
1: I think by the end of this season, we will have Grogu back in the hands of the Mandalorian. Din Djarin, I mean, with some casualties, but also because of them getting Baby Yoda back, there's going to be some huge sacrifices. And I think that the Empire, a.k.a. the First Order, they're going to be making some serious steps towards that First Order by the end of this season, I think. But I do think we we see Grogu possibly back in the hands of Din Djarin. Yeah. I'm also
0: excited to see how many other people that the M- Mando is going to recruit into his own little Avengers type
1: group here. Yeah, the super- yeah. I think that we're going to see another Jedi too. And I really hope he tries to get Ahsoka back in the frame. That that to me makes the most sense. Like if you're going to try and as- assemble a team to get him back, you got to go back to Ahsoka. Yep. Mm-hmm. I
0: sure hope so. Because I would like to see some more Ahsoka.
2: Yeah, I'm interested to see how the rest of the season plays out. And I'm interested to get some serious Mando Mando centric episodes coming up because like, you know, it's kind of been a split fifty-fifty carry between him and Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda's a show stealer, so like having Mando ride not solo, but with his new new posse. I'm I'm interested in their hijinks. So on that note, that's about all the time we have for today. Thanks for checking out our episode where we are breaking down chapter fourteen of the Mandalorian, The Tragedy. It truly is a tragedy. Baby Grogu, what's going to happen? Tune in next week. We're going to be recapping the upcoming episode, Chapter 15, which is, as of now, untitled. So stick with us. And also check out our normal episodes every Monday at the Geek Peak Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Have a good one, y'all. My clunky.